Dr. Doris Forte, and welcome to the Visionarium Podcast, where ordinary people gain extraordinary vision. If this is your first time here, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. And if you've been here before, welcome back. This is episode 70. Yay! Never imagined making it to episode 70, but this is episode 70. And I have entitled this episode, FOMO, The Freedom of Missing Out. In last week's episode, which was entitled, When You Don't Click with the Click, we discussed what is a click and how not being part of a click can make us feel left out and cause some pretty severe mental distress. So we're going to pick up this week by talking about FOMO, which is an acronym that stands for Fear of Missing Out. We'll talk about what causes FOMO, and we'll also talk about some of the symptoms that can occur that suggest that you might have FOMO. And then we're going to flip the switch here and talk about some ways that we can turn the fear of missing out into freedom of missing out. So let's take a deeper dive inside the visionarium and refocus on the concept of FOMO. So you're on your phone or laptop, and you're scrolling on your friend's Facebook page, and you see his splashy vacation photos. He's jet skiing, and he's got this hot babe with him on the jet ski, and they're just hitting those waves hard and hair blowing in the wind, nice and tanned. And you feel a twinge of envy that's known as the fear of missing out. It's called FOMO. It also happens when you hear about a party that you weren't invited to. Everybody had so much fun and you didn't get an invitation and you start feeling left out. FOMO is generated by an overinflated sense of fun that you think everybody is having more of than you are. It's triggered commonly by unrealistic social media images. That's one of the main culprits these days. It makes us worry that our lives are lackluster, lacking in something, and that makes us feel unhappy. But social media certainly didn't invent FOMO. The expression, the grass is always greener on the other side, has been around a long time. Last spring, the Visionarium podcast published an episode about comparing ourselves to others. That's called Compare and Despair. Look in our archives, you'll find it. And it talks about the path that leads to despair is comparison. Theodore Roosevelt summed it up in a nutshell when he said, Comparison is the thief of joy. So the spiral of FOMO begins when we compare ourselves to anyone else and decide that we come up short. And if you don't have the means of stopping yourself from descending into that spiral, it can lead to a lot of misery. So maybe a good place to begin is to talk about the symptoms, the specific symptoms of FOMO, because that will help you recognize whether or not you can identify with any of these in yourself. One of the first ones is obsessively checking social media to see what other people are doing. You're checking it on and off all day long, just looking to see what other people are doing. And then you have negative feelings when you compare what you're doing 
with what the other people are doing on social media. When you do this all day long, you become mentally exhausted just from social media. And there are other symptoms of FOMO as well. Overscheduling, trying to be everywhere all at once, just covering your bases to make sure that you're going to have enough fun. You also can withdraw from others. And the psychology behind that is that you want to keep your options open because you think something better may come along. So you have a problem accepting invitations and committing to them, or you will accept them and not show up. Feeling physically tired because it is mentally exhausting to live this way. And the feelings of sadness and anxiety and depression can just make you feel tired. It can lead to difficulty concentrating trouble sleeping. Your mind is never at ease. It happens sometimes when you don't understand a joke that's being told, and that can spark a feeling of being left out. When you're not picked for a team or a position, not being invited to an event that you think you should have been invited to, or even something as simple as missing out on a good deal because you didn't hear about the sale because you weren't informed. And it was nobody's fault. You just didn't read the paper that day or whatever it was. But you take this personally and the feelings that crop up surrounding this can drain you with negativity. You can see how living in a constant state of anxiety and negativity sadness and depression because you feel that your life doesn't measure up to everybody else's is a sad way to live. In fact, becoming willing to do a shift in your perspective that will enable you to think in a different manner about what your life really is rather than what it is not is a very healthy thing to do because living with FOMO is not a healthy thing to do. So let's do that shift We're going to call it FOMO, but instead of it meaning fear of missing out, let's think about it as freedom of missing out. Because there certainly is a freedom that we can experience, which can lead to joy by looking at being left out and even choosing to be left out in a different way. So we're going to say that the acronym means freedom of missing out and talk about ways that we can do that mind shift. When we make any changes in our lives, it takes time. That's the same thing here. It will take time to make that shift in perspective, but it will be so worth it. And even along the way, you'll experience little bits and pieces of the joy that you will eventually experience most of the time. And yes, it will take work. There's work to be done. Anytime we have to challenge negative assumptions about ourselves or about other people, in particular about other people, because we have so little real information. Say, for example, you are looking at a friend's social media profile and you're looking at all these glamorous, fun pictures of activities that are happening in their life. Have you stopped to think that the reality of the situation is that they probably took that same picture several times to get just the shot, just the angle, just the smile, just the look that they wanted to post on their social media? I've seen people do it. I've probably done it myself. You want it to look just right, and you take that picture over and over and over. 
by the time it's posted, it looks like it's just the most natural thing in the world. And people who see it believe that that's really the moment in time. And it isn't. And that is just a very small example of the reality checks that we really need to perform on our perceptions. We need a checkup from the neck up because we're not looking at things and we're not thinking about things realistically. But yet, we're forming some very solid opinions about ourselves and others that we take into our life and we live in a state of distress because what we're believing to be true and what we're reacting to is not true at all. So let's just talk about some of the ways that we can stop the insanity of FOMO by becoming more mindful and harnessing the energy of our mind and our intellect to convert some of the energy that we are wasting in negative thinking into something more positive and beneficial to our well-being and happiness. We can do this, and I will share with you some of the steps that you can take to get you there. So I have a list here of 10, maybe 12 things that might be helpful in helping us shift our perspective. But before I go into it, I just want to remind you of a few things that are very important as we approach this subject matter. The first one is what I said, keeping in mind that what you see on social media, and I keep referring to social media because social media today is one of the largest culprits. One of the biggest reasons why people develop FOMO. Just keep in mind that people who post on social media are not typically putting pictures of ordinary aspects of their day, such as working or doing laundry, things like that. Not everybody's day is jam-packed, glamorous, and full of excitement that you see on social media. Keep that in mind. That's not a realistic view of how most people live. The other thing is to be very purposeful with your time in general, because we have a limited amount of time. And where you focus your energy is where you're going to see the biggest reward. If you waste a lot of time just scrolling around on social media, you'll find that you don't accomplish much else. Be very mindful about how you actually spend your time. Spend it on things that will lead to beneficial outcomes for you especially in areas where you need to grow. Another thing that I want to say is spend some time understanding what your triggers are. For some people, it's social media. For some other people, it's something else. If a certain person is regularly causing you to feel FOMO, maybe you should limit your contact with that certain person. Know what your triggers are. Last week, again, we talked about adult clicks. I know a trigger for me is clicks. I just can't stand exclusivity. I don't like snarkiness. I don't like snobbishness. So I try not to be around groups that are very clicky because that's a trigger for me. Not for feeling FOMO necessarily, but for just being agitated and feeling like I'm wasting my time. So we all have our different triggers. And when all is said and done, never underestimate the power of a good therapist. This type of therapy involves working with a therapist that can help you examine your emotions and thoughts and actions to help you regain a sense of reality 
and a sense of control over your emotions. So having said all that, let me share with you some of the things that I've learned that have helped me transform FOMO, fear of missing out, into a freedom of missing out. These suggestions are in no particular order. I'm just going to share them with you as they come to mind. What's been really helpful to me is to just slow my roll. Just slow down. We move at such a hectic pace. We seem to just always be in such a hurry. To do what? Try to cultivate a habit of slowing your pace. Practice taking your time when you're eating, driving, talking, making love, or just engaging in everyday tasks. Just enjoy the moment of whatever it is you're doing. We seem to be so busy trying to fill in all the white spaces in our calendar. Like it's so important to have a busy life. I would suggest practicing more discernment. Becoming a bit pickier about the things that you say yes to. And more picky about the things that you say no to. This will give you more time so that you don't have to run around like a chicken with her head off. Or his head off. Or is that a rooster? I don't know. But it is a way to add more time to your life by learning to become more discriminating about the things that you commit to and becoming more comfortable doing less of that. Focus on the kinds of things that enhance the quality, not just the quantity of your experiences. And go for the experiences not what the experiences represent. There are always going to be people that we admire and perhaps envy. It's the grass is always greener on the other side syndrome. But focusing on the experience of what's going on, the feeling of accomplishment, are you having an adventure? Are you really having connection? Are you having fun? Are you respecting your time? and your freedom, the symbolic reason behind what it is that you're doing is more important than what it is that you're doing because it helps us distinguish what is truly fulfilling from just biding our time with temporary pleasures. Pleasure is great, but an obsession with being occupied busy, and all of that is not. It does not nourish your soul. And we're looking for deeper fulfillment in everything that we do. I've had to come to terms with being okay with not having it all. It's okay not to have it all. It gives you the ability to appreciate what you do have more. And not to keep chasing your own tail, deciding what to 
prioritize in your life is really important. And when you give the amount of time to the things that really matter, something's got to give, and that's okay. Nobody has it all, and you don't need to have it all either. What makes life really rich is being able to focus on one thing at a time and really enjoy the thing that we're doing. To be in that moment and not let our minds drift to tomorrow or what we should be doing later that day, but to really embrace the moment that we're in. That has meant the world to me because it expands my experience. I come away from times like that feeling so enriched and so much happier that I would really recommend practicing staying in the moment and then letting that moment expand because that is where life is. It's right there in that moment. It's not in the things that's on your to-do list. And if you're not careful, you will miss that moment and you'll miss the next one and you'll keep missing it. And you'll end up feeling really empty because you don't have anything in your bank. You've missed your life. And that's part of practicing mindfulness. Thinking, using your head to think about what you're doing rather than being just caught up in your feelings all the time. Live a more substantial life by using your head to engage your feelings and emotions. Think. Think. I have become someone who values relationships over things. I invest my time and my energy into my relationships not into having more stuff. Go for the quality and invest your time and energy in relationships and cultivate the skills that are required to maintain those relationships, whether it's communication or empathy or service, whatever it is that you need to cultivate in order to maintain and enhance your relationships, is time well spent. Cultivate an attitude of gratitude. And yes, I know you've heard that many, many times. But it's important. Instead of chasing fantasies that we believe can fill us up, if we meditate on the things in our life that we really are grateful for, whether it's our health and what our body is able to do, or whether it's the people that we love and who choose to love us. Focusing on that and practicing deep appreciation for it, rather than focusing on what we lack and desire, will make FOMO go away. FOMO is the fear of not having something that's necessary for our well-being. And gratitude allows us to count the blessings that we have right here, right now, where life is actually going on. 
and let yourself take pleasure in relaxation. If you can cultivate the art of taking a nap, (laughs) and it is an art involved in that, okay, but let me tell you, if you ever manage to cultivate the art of just relaxing your body and taking what many people call a power nap, it will change your life. And not just yours, but everybody else who makes contact with you will feel the benefit of you taking a nap. All of these things that I just mentioned, first of all, will keep you so busy that you won't focus as much on FOMO as you used to. By not focusing on missing out, you become free to become the social director of your own life to get in touch with what really gives you joy and to follow that path. And that leads to freedom. And freedom leads to happiness. And with that, let's bring this episode to a close by swimming back up to the surface and taking a deep breath. Thank you so much for joining me today in the Visionarium and for listening to the Visionarium podcast. I also want to thank you for continuing to tell others about the Visionarium podcast. I appreciate that very much. This is the end of Season 5. Season 6 begins in June, and I am excited about Season 6 because what I hope to do in Season 6 is meet some very exceptional women. I am looking for women who are in the age range of 50 to 90 to be guest speakers and co-hosts on the Visionarium podcast. I want to talk about their lives. I'm not looking for celebrities or anybody famous. I want to meet ordinary women who have lived extraordinary lives. I call these women visionaries. I want to talk about how they have recreated themselves through challenges that they've overcome, and just some real interesting facts about their lives. So if you would please put your thinking caps on, and if you can think of someone that you know, or maybe it's you, who you feel would be a good guest for our series on visionary women, please drop me a line, and we will schedule them on the Visionarium podcast to hear how they did it. My email address is thevisionariumpodcast at gmail.com. So thanks a lot for that. And thank you for hanging in there with me for five seasons. It's been a lot of fun. And I hope it has been for you too. So have a great week. And I'll talk to you soon in season six of the Visionarium Podcast. So until we meet again, remember to focus on your dreams. Because you've got to have a dream to make a dream come true. See you soon.